You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am AJ Black. I am the host and editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. You can always check out my work there. Today's show, we're going to talk about your viewer questions. Now, you have asked me a bunch of questions. I asked uh, on our Twitter page at Locked On BC for some questions and comments, and I got a whole bunch of them. So that's what we're going to kind of go through today. We're going to kick off with a little bit of news. It's not really a ton of news today because it's been kind of been kind of quiet. I'm recording this just. Full disclosure, before the NFL draft, I kind of want to go and watch it. So there won't be any draft news. I doubt Hunter Long is going to get drafted in the first round. Uh, but um, if he does, I'll come back and I'll re-record a section for it. So um, th- this is going to be a busy weekend for the NFL draft. If you haven't checked out on BC Bulletin and on our podcast feed, I've had all these different interviews with Mitch Wolf this week. He's not on today, but we talked about Hunter Long, Isaiah McDuffie, Max Richardson, and Max Roberts. There's full scouting reports on our website. You can check all of those out. I hope you do. Um, I'm looking forward to the draft. I don't know about you guys, but I love the draft. It's like one of my favorite parts of the of the year um get to see where players go get angry about play players that get moved looked over for your team college players that you think should get higher uh marks that don't uh it's just one of those times that i think is really fun i'm not the biggest chris berman fan i find his act kind of stale uh but you know he does his thing you got mel kuyper and todd mcshay and all you know the 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 cast of characters. I'll never get tired of watching Jets fans booing Roger Goodell. I always find that hilarious. But hopefully you enjoy it. We'll have all sorts of coverage on the website later this week. In terms of news, Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, was on campus on Friday. There hasn't been any news about what that was. I'm sure it was kind of like a meet and greet. There's you know pictures of him with um, uh, Kraft, uh, Patrick Kraft. And Jerry York, which is interesting because he's one of the only teams on campus that is not part of the ACC, but he was talking maybe an ACC uh, hockey league coming up. Uh, But, you know, interesting to see what Jim Phillips is going to do. And if you haven't uh, heard already, and I announced it on Twitter, next week we're going to be kicking off a – not on our our site, Locked On Podcast Network is going to kick off – a Locked On ACC show. And it's going to be hosted by Candace Cooper, who does Locked On Tar Heels. She's going to be the host. And then every day she's going to have one of the other Locked On ACC shows on as a co-host. And we'll do that constantly. So I believe I'm going to be doing the Friday show. So you'll I'll record on Thursdays. Uh, but every week I'll be on Locked On ACC. And I know we were kind of planning out next week's show. Candace and I are going to talk about Jim Phillips and what his role will be. Uh, and what are some of the things that he needs to do with the future of this program? So, uh, not this program, this conference. So, if you're interested in hearing more, if you want to hear more about ACC sports, you know, not just, and I'll talk more than just Boston College. I'll be talking about, you know, I have some other things. I'm going to be talking about Notre Dame and things like that. Uh, check out Locked on ACC. I believe the feed is already on a bunch of different platforms. Find it, hit some, uh, subscribe, and give us a listen. It'll be a different experience, and I hope you enjoy it. On yesterday's show, I had mentioned Gethro. Muscadin from Kansas uh, was down uh, down doing a Zoom conference call with Boston College. You know, they can't do uh, visits right now. And 
The same site that put me onto that also says that his finalists are New Mexico, Boston College, and Wichita State. It looked like he was going to commit on Thursday. He did not. And then the same site says he's going to either commit today on Friday or over the weekend. So I'm not sure what this whole situation is. I don't know the site really well. It's called motorsports.com or something like that. Um, so take it with a grain of salt. But if there's any news that comes out of it, I'll make sure that I tweet out you know updates so that you have all of that. So that's our one little piece of news for the day. Over the weekend, we'll have BC and Miami. Uh, you know, I, I talk about what people are interested in, and a team that is playing really poorly. BC bat, baseball is six and eighteen in the ACC, and that's that's really tough. Saying that they started the season two and three, two and one in the ACC, and we're playing pretty well. Um, I'm not really going to get into them anymore because the season's almost over. You guys, I'm sure, don't care. I'm not going to get into the you know the nuances of every game if it's something that no one wants to talk about because they're so they're playing so poorly. So I'm not going to get into it. And if something interesting happens this weekend, I'll talk about it, but I'm not going to break down every game uh, for something that you guys, I'm doing this for you. Uh, The listeners are not going to care about it. So that's kind of my little two cents on that. And finally, before we hit the break, uh, just a little plug. If you haven't done so already, I hope you consider joining BC premium, uh, BC bulletin premium on bcbulletin.com. It's $1 to start off $1 a month. You're going to get all sorts of recruiting news for that first month, excuse me. And then after that, you can buy basically the whole year for 60 bucks. So it's like $5 a month. That's like a Starbucks coffee every month. Just all you have to do to give up to get awesome content and to support the work that I do. And I know a lot of you have said that you like it. So I hope you give it a chance. What we're going to do on the site, I said, I said this last week too, um, we're going to get a message board, kind of like what 247 and Rivals has. We're going to get one of those hopefully soon. Um, I don't want to give a date yet because I'm still waiting. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to get a, what's called a Discord channel and it's what a lot of like younger people use to communicate. So I'll be putting... Um, all sorts of recruiting tidbits and news that I'm hearing on that Discord channel that's going to be only for premium users. So you're going to get that piece. Commenting, you're going to be able to comment on things, and you're going to get all the recruiting news. As I said before, as much as you know, the 247 and Rivals guys, they talk about how much work they do, I do the same thing. I'm talking to recruits all the time. I have my insiders. I have John Garcia from SI All-American. Um, he basically plays that role that you see on, like, you know, with like Mike Farrell at Rivals or Brian Doan at 247. I, I'll take John any day of the year. Um, he's a very reliable guy and he gives some great insight. We're going to have scouting reports on all sorts of recruits. So, again, $5 a month. How are you going to beat that? Um, become part of the community. Um, and if you do, just let me know because I would love to shout you out on the, on the website. So, uh, or, or on the podcast, excuse me. And we'll talk more about that. And I'll keep reminding you about that. And I hope you give it a chance. Again, only $1 to try it out for that first month. And you get all S- you get um, access to all the sites in SI.com and you get copies of their, their web, uh, you know, their, their magazines and all that good stuff. In a moment, we're going to go and look at your mailbags. This is my favorite part. Like one of my favorite segments to do is to look at what you all have to say. But let's go into bet online. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track it all at bet online. This week has tons of action with the NFL draft. Kentucky Derby in the, is the first leg of the triple crown. It all starts this week. Get all your news, odds, everything you want 
over on betonline.ag. Now, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head over to the website, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus when you use promo code Locked On. Again, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Locked On. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. If you have not done so already, please subscribe to our podcast feed. Um, you know, it's the easiest way to know when the episodes come out. We do them every day. It's a five day a week show. We, you know, we've done this since November. I this is like episode like 140 or something like that. So I hope you've enjoyed, you know, getting some Boston College news. And um, I hope you know, like my new pop, my microphone setup. I was I put it on the uh, website uh, on Twitter yesterday that I got this brand new professional mic. And it's I th- I listened back. I was like, whoa, man, that sounds good. So I hope you guys are enjoying that as well. Now let's jump into the the listener mailbag. You had a bunch of questions. Some of them are really good. Some of them made me laugh and. I always appreciate that. So um, the first question is from David from Massachusetts. He wants to know, is there a battle for field goal kicker? David, I don't believe there will be a battle. Um, right now, uh, if you watch the spring game, there were two kickers. There's Aaron Pumeri and there was Connor Light. And you saw a little bit of Danny Longman as well. Everything I know, Aaron Aaron Pumeri is going to be the starting kicker barring any sort of injury. And if he goes down, it would be a battle. Then it would be between Longman and, and Leighton. And I honestly don't know who would who would get it. Leighton seems to have good range, but he's young, so I don't know where that would go. But boom, he kicked 80% of his field goals last year. And, you know, since, you know, remembering how poorly kicking was under Steve Adazio, and in, in just in college in general, not just Adazio, it happens everywhere. Um, I think he's not going anywhere, and I think we'll have a kicker. You know, this will be his third year in a row um, playing for BC, and hopefully he'll have another consistent year with Matt Thurin and that, that special teams unit. So thank you for the question, David. Alex from Vermont wants to know, What's the ceiling of the BC football program with Halfley, not necessarily this year? I would love for them to be a continuous fringe top 15 to 25 team each year with an outside shot at the ACC championship. Now, I think there's going to be a few things that we'd have to see before they be get to get to that top 15 to 25, right? I think right now what we're seeing is that we're a little bit spoiled because I, I honestly believe Phil Dracovic is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country next year, probably top five-ish. Um, when he leaves, though, I think that's the biggest question. Where does this pro- like? I trust that Halfway's going to get this defense in good shape. I need to see what he does at the quarterback position. Is Peter Delaportis going to be that answer, or Emmett Moorhead, or do they have guys that can run this offense once Dracovic is gone? Because that's you know you only go as far in this league with with your quarterback. If you don't have a quarterback, you, you're no you're screwed. <laughs> you need an offense. So. Um, I think if Delaportis is the answer and you can continue to build some consistency at that position, along with building on defense, getting those skill positions. I, I love what he's doing with skill positions, with speed and getting those, you know, lightning um, fast players that can do a whole bunch of things. I like that. I think wide receivers and um, running backs, I think they're going to be in good shape with that. And I, I've seen some people kind of fretting a little bit about the offensive line recruiting. Um, I don't. I don't worry about it because you know unless you get a specific like stud blue chipper like maybe like Drew Kendall, most offensive linemen are developmental players. Even under Steve Adazio, when you had a good offensive line, and, and credit to Steve Adazio, he always had a good offensive line. He even said it himself when he was here. 
you have to develop them. You don't get you don't usually get a Chris Lindstrom or a Ben Petrula who can come in immediately and just bam play right away. You have to build them up. You have to give that, you know, you strengthen them up. You they learn the schemes, they learn how to pull and block at the collegiate level. They need all of that. So I think if he can get that going, if he can develop all that, the biggest question will be where does Boston College go with quarterbacks? He, you know, he, when you have a blue chipper like Phil Djokovic just land in your lap, you're in good shape. But if you want to see what the ceiling is moving forward, you got to see where that position goes. I think Halfley will be fine in in-game coaching. So my guess, here's my guess. I think a ceiling for Boston College, a fair one, if Jeff with Jeff Halfley, if you want to go with Jeff Halfley being like, you know, the next Jeff Jagosinski, the next like really good coach for Boston College. I think top 25 is a fair um, ceiling for this team. Um, it, it can, if you're talking consistency, you may have a top 10 fin- finish in there. And I, you know, based on, you know, what his ceiling could be, you may get a New Year's Six Bowl, but you have to really, that that's that's like four steps up from here, right? You, you were six and five last year. Let's hold the horses. But maybe that could be the ceiling if he continues to build on that. But that's a great question, Alex. Thank you. Jack from New York wants to know, while Halfley has been against living in the transfer portal, are there any names that are sticking out to you? I think a guy like Katron Evans would be interesting. Yeah, Katron Evans is definitely a name I've been monitoring to see if BC has been uh, pulling for him. Uh, he's not one that I've seen. You know, usually an easy way, and um, one of the BC staffers caught me doing it, uh, is an easy way to tell is like if like six different coaches start following him from BC. You can usually tell. Um, and that's an easy way to tech if, if they're having interest. I haven't seen that. Abdar, Azar Abdul-Rahim follows him in one of the assistants, but I think that's from his original recruiting, so I'm not really sure that BC's interested in him. Um, you know, I, I don't know what, what Halfley's going to do. It, I, I honestly, I've been talking to some a few people about, um, you know, is are there positions that Boston College needs to recruit at? And the one that I always get stuck on is tight end. Like, uh, d- you know, do they have enough talent at tight end to go into this year after losing Hunter Long? And from what I've heard from the coaching staff, and they've said it at press conferences, things I've heard from, from you know, behind the scenes, they're pretty happy. You know, they're 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 content to go in with Joey Lucchetti, Charlie Gordonier, and, and Spencer Witter next year and, and and develop them. And that's kind of what Halfley, as you said, is kind of working towards. He wants to develop his players and, and build them up. Um my my thing is, and and I'll I'll you know what, Jack, it's a good question. It's just poor timing on my part to read it right now, is you know, it's the end of the recruiting cycle and in the end of camp, right? So all of these players now know where kind of where their role is. So I wouldn't be surprised. It's just nature that a player or two might start to enter the transfer portal for next year, right? Um, I believe I've heard it has to be by May 1st. So maybe in the next couple of days. If a position like starts to lose players, then Halfley will address it in the transfer portal for next year. He might get a grad transfer just to fill that spot. So we saw it with David Bailey, right? David Bailey enters the transfer portal. Within three days, they get Alex Sinkfield in. Um, I think that's kind of where they're going to go. So right now, I don't see them having a specific need. I think Halfley, what he says is what he's going to do is he's going to stick with the guys that he has, develop them and not live in the transfer portal. But he will if a guy leaves. So right now I think they're going to stay put. I haven't heard them linked with anyone, um, but we'll see, you know, if Katron Evans is a name, I don't think it is, but I don't really have a name right now because I don't think BC's looking at anyone.
And I'm going to read one more question before we hit the, our next segment, because I love it. Baldwin, the anonymous eagle, who was born in Chestnut Hill and raised at Marianne's, has two questions. Who do you think would win in a tug of war between our starting offense and defense? And if you could realign the ACC divisions, what would they be? All right. So let me get to the first part. Who would win in a tug of war between offense and defense? I have to go with the offense and only because of that offensive line. I feel like if you got those five guys, so you had, you know, Alec Lindstrom, Zion Johnson out there, you know, gave them a rope and told them to hold their own. I feel like they would never give up and I think they would win. You know, you also like, you know, maybe a team usually has like a quarterback, like a Brady or something. You're like, oh, yeah, if he had to like be a part of it, that that's going to be a detriment. You got Phil Dracovic out there. He's 250 pounds. He's huge. And he could take a hit. So I'm going to go with the offense on that one. And then realigning the um, at the conference in terms of the ACC. Well, first of all, I would prefer that they go back to what they did last year and just get rid of the, the, the divisions in general. But that's, that's kind of a cop-out answer because that's not what's happening. But I feel like that would be the best way to do it so that you get more players at teams um, or go with pods so that it's kind of balanced out. But if I was to just, you know, to answer your question, I'm going to be fair. I'm going to answer your question here. If... I were to realign the conference, here's how I would do it. So I would make two conferences, uh, two divisions, excuse me, and I would make one of them kind of like the old school ACC and one one like almost like the Big East. So here's where I would I would do it. So the old Big East div- division would be BC, Syracuse, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami, and Louisville. Now I know Virginia is like old school SEC, ACC, but you want to keep them in the same conf- uh, division as Virginia uh, Tech. So that would be one. And, you know, you get some power in there. You got Louisville, you got Miami, you got Virginia Tech. So it's not like a super cop out. Then the other part division would be Florida State, Fl- Clemson, Wake, Duke, NC State, UNC, and Georgia Tech. So you have a flavor of the co- uh, tobacco road in there. So you have. Uh, Clemson, Wake, Duke, NC State. And then you have a bunch of the rivalries in there. You have Clemson and Florida State. You have um, Georgia Tech. You have NC State and UNC. So kind of balance that. And then if you wanted to do cross-division uh, games, you could, you know, I you know, I would get rid of the, the, the rivalry games. I hate those. So just have two just floating I think would be better. But that's kind of how I would do it. So having like an old Big East and kind of more of the old traditional slash uh, tobacco road. So thank you, Baldwin. I love your, your I love your Twitter account. It always makes me crack up, and I love your question. So thank you, and please shoot some more to me in the future. But you know what else I like? Built bars. Have you tried a built bar yet? I've talked about them for months. They are they're amazing. They're you know covered in chocolate. They're a protein bar though that tastes like a candy bar. They have 16 flavors. They have some you know special edition ones. I'm telling you, the chocolate brownie chunk is out right now. If you have not tried that yet, you need to get on it before they run out. But even if they do run out, they have coconut almond, cherry chocolate, toffee almond. You name it, they have it, and they're good. They're like my midday snack. I grab one, you know, with my iced coffee. I've stayed away from some of those chains and I I grab my iced coffee to go now. And um, it it gets me through the afternoon and it's nutritious. It doesn't have a ton of junk in it. It's just, you know, protein, 150 calories, a little bit of sugar. Boom, you're good to go. So all you need to do is head over to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar. All right, Locked On Boston College, we're continuing our trek down the 
mailbag and I have some questions and a few of these I may not get to and I'm going to throw them up on BC Bulletin and I promise they won't be behind a paywall. You guys can read my answers. So if, if you don't hear your question, I know some of you asked and I have so many of them, I can't get them all tonight on a 20, 25 minute podcast, but um, I'll make sure that I get to them later. Um, Nick from Cleveland asked me, with lots of rumors that Boston College will be building a practice facility for basketball, would you rather spend that money on Conti and have a great game day app environment or a practice facility? So here's my thoughts on that. That's a good question. I go for the practice facility, and here is why. Conti is fine when you're winning, right? I Again, I've told you guys about my time at BC. I was there when they were really good, and I thought Conti Forum could be rocking. You could get a good atmosphere in there when they are winning. And how do you win? You get recruits in. And how do you get recruits in? You need facilities. So the first step to bring that f- atmosphere to Conti Forum is you got to win. So I would go with the practice facility because I think you're going to get better level of recruits. You're going to get BC up to ACC level standards and everything. And I think that would get you the atmosphere that you're hoping for. So it's kind of you get you're going to get both if you do the recruiting piece. So that's a great question though. Thank you, Nick. And that kind of leads into Mark from uh, Ocala, Florida. I hope I got that name right. Will the new basketball facility help open the pipeline to local basketball recruits? Yes, but there's got to be more to it than just the facility. Facility is going to be a big deal, right? Because you, you you talk to insiders and they say like Boston College is so far behind that they're killing themselves on the recruiting trail because they don't have what every other school has. I mean, URI just announced one. BC needs to get on that, right? The other piece you need to get these local recruits is BC really needs to, and this is a whole episode on its own, they need to continue to repair their relationships with AAU programs around the country, especially in Massachusetts. Jim Christian, to his credit, one of the few things I thought he did really well was start to build those bridges. And Scott Spinelli, I know, was a main factor behind that, but to build those bridges because Al Skinner and Steve Donahue kind of torched relationships with AAU programs around the country, uh, in, in this area. BC, if they want to get these kids that are, you know, part of Mass Rivals or whatever the program is, they need to get along with these coaches. They need to, you know, show them what BC can offer. And it's going to be a process. And Earl Grant, and hopefully, you know, they got two guys now, and Anthony Goins and um, Chris Markwood, who both have relationships with AAU programs. You bring those guys in, you get that 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 piece. So it's a two-part process with this. You need to have that facility, but you also need to strengthen the relationship with the AAU coaches. But thank you for that question. I, I, I like that one. And we're going to wrap things up because I want to go upstairs and watch the draft. Uh, the last question is from Chris from Hopedale, Mass. What results of the 2021 football season would you consider a successful season and a minimal threshold to maintain forward progress of the program? I say eight or nine wins and competitive in all games to the end, especially Clemson and Missouri. Minimum is seven wins and no blowouts or Sesame Seed pretzels. Again, love the Sesame Seed pretzels thing. Um, yeah, Chris, I agree with you. I think seven wins. You, like, you got to progress, right? Um, I want to see a few things game-wise, right? I want to see two big, you know, you brought up the the big picture, right? And I agree with all of what you said. Seven wins, I think, is a step in the right direction. Eight or nine is a, is a level of success that you're hoping for, right? I'm looking at two things that I want to see game-wise that will also be factors moving forward. I want to see improvement on defense, especially against speed and mobile quarterbacks. That was painful to watch at times last year, and Halfley and all the coaches this spring have talked about how important that is. 
I want to see that. I want to see them get better on defense. Secondly, on offense, they got to fix some of the red zone and mental mistakes, right? You know, how many times last year was Phil Dracovic and Zay Flowers and and Hunter Long just zooming down the field on, you know, on big plays and then they would just stall out in the red zone or they make a bunch of dumb mistakes that would pull them out of the game. Halfway talked about that all the time. Now, I think part of that had to do with COVID and the just the kind of herky-jerkiness of the year. Hopefully, with a spring session that they just wrapped up, they're going to be able to fix that and be able to really, you know, he's talked about that, like more situational stuff, more getting those reps in when they need to. But I want to see that red zone because that was a big issue last year. And it that's an Achilles heel type of thing. Like if you have an offense that cannot punch the ball in and they just leave points on the board, you're going to lose games because of that. So for me, I agree with all of your meta big earth pieces of what they what they need to do, but I also want to see some of the game stuff get changed as well. Guys, you are awesome. I love all your questions. Um, this is fun. And if we want to continue doing this, let me know. I love to do this every week because you guys ask some great questions. There's a few more. And if I don't get to them on the site, I will make sure that I answer them on Monday because I know Baldwin had another one on there and I'll, I'll answer it. I got to think about his question. It was a little bit complex, but I hope you guys have a good weekend. Uh, stay tuned to BC Bulletin. Um, I will be checking out and posting whenever Hunter Long gets drafted. And if Isaiah or the Maxes get drafted as well, I'll make sure to post that as well. Uh, it's been a busy week. Go back and check out some of our previous podcasts from this week. I hope you enjoy it. Um, and if you want another podcast to listen to it, uh, along, uh, check out the Locked On NFL Draft coverage, right? Uh, over this weekend, they're going to partner with the Draft Network to cover the NFL Draft Live. Get insight and analysis from Locked On local experts and the Draft Network's local experts. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube page to watch live three-day coverage of the NFL Draft April 29th through May 1st. Um, So check those out. I hope you guys enjoy it. So have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll see you again soon. Take care.